Well, today on the podcast, we have Bart Shinevsky, who is the founder of Dad Gang. And if you're watching the video, you can see he's sporting a Dad Gang hat, which is um, a Dad Gang is a, a hat company, but it's really more of a movement. And it's something that Bart built on the side. I was able to witness a little bit on the later stages via Twitter and follow along on the story. So it's been really cool to, to follow your journey, Bart. And uh, I know you have a deep um, backstory to the founding of Dad Gang, the origin story, if you will. Um, and so excited to have you on the podcast, talk about that and how you've balanced that with being a father of two. Yeah, Mike, thanks so much. Um, yeah, Dad Gang was kind of, it's funny, I, I've worked in, in digital marketing and have been you know, CMO, VP of marketing, director of marketing for, for various organizations, brands, and, and even had a role at, at a couple agencies as, as a growth strategist for four brands. And I'd done that for like 10, 11, 12. At, at this point, it's been like 12 years, but around that time, around 10 years. And it's like, I've always wanted to start something of my own, but um, being a dad and, you know, being like a main provider for the family and all these things, um, always kind of veered towards the safety net of, of having a job and, and, um, and even at times being like, I could start something of my own, but I don't want my employer to, to know about it and, yeah. and all these things. And, um, but, um, EJ and Grant, who are, uh, my co-founders and, and partners in the business, they, um, they, and, and myself, we were always in this text thread kind of talking about, um, dad life in general, you know, like I, I know on social media and online, we get a lot of humor and, and jokes and a lot of things, but the reality is like, there are funny parts of being a dad, but a hundred percent of your day is, is not that. And so, um, we talk about a crazy day, like, Hey man, I, I ran this morning. And then when I got home, there was, uh, chaos ensued and then I had to get to work. And then, um, and then we had this medical emergency and then I finally got to like sit down for five minutes at eight o'clock and then something else happened. And then it, it just kind of like, you, you describe your entire day. And, you know, as a group of men that were in this like supportive text thread together, you're like, Oh man, that sucks. But yeah, you know, dad gang, you'll get through it. It's, yeah. it's the, it's the greatest responsibility. It's, it's uh, something we're all going through and it's something that um, we can lean on each other through. And this term dad gang kind of just kept coming up and coming up and I've been involved in, and apparel companies for, for most of my marketing career and uh, have kind of noticed that like th this hat I'm wearing right now is called an uh, A-frame snapback, just the way that it points up top has a nice shape mm -hmm. to it. Um, and I was kind of noticing in the market that like, as far as dads go, there's a bunch of like funny t-shirts, funny mugs, and then your standard kind of dad hat that's a little floppy with a, with a funny quote on it and, and not that great of a shape to it. And I was like, I, I think it'd be cool to make dad gang on a hat. And um, from that point, I was also just like, I'll get to it so, at some mm -hmm. point. And um, through my through my relationships working in, in apparel, I was actually able to ask a couple of friends like, hey, do you know somebody that makes good hats? I have an idea um, and let's make a hundred of them. So the original hat was a trucker hat. Um, it was like this, but just has mesh in the back. This one's mm -hmm. actually fully uh, enclosed. But so we made a hundred of these hats and 
had really no major intention of of growing a company at the time it was like how do you sell those hundred hats was it just like local like word of mouth or was it like you put it out on like facebook and just like hey we got these hats like yeah yeah i um i posted a photo of myself on instagram wearing the hat and said hey i start uh, caption was like i'll even send it to you after the pod but it was like um hey i started something it's called dad gang um, I'm, I got tired of seeing all these like funny joke things around dad culture and, and really we deal with so many other things. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm trying to build a community around dad gang and, and dads and just kind of bring dads together as, as a group. And then, um, I also got kind of sick of seeing like just low quality product out there for dads where like moms get all this super nice stuff. Um, and so I put that post out. And the first hundred hats, it, it sold quick. It sold in like less than 36 hours. Yeah. But I was looking at Shopify. I was like, oh, I know that person. I know that person. You know, that's a friend of a friend. Uh, Grant and EJ were also like, oh, that's my buddy over here. And so um, it's exciting to sell something quick and have a hundred of something be gone quick. But at the same time, there's this bit of a feeling of like, oh, that was a fluke. Just friends and family supporting. Uh, but let's see if we can do it again. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so it was exciting. I was in my garage with my wife, who uh, was also pregnant at the time with our second child, and we're just in this little garage that didn't even fit a. It wouldn't even fit like a Prius. It was so tiny. I, I <laughs> don't even understand the the purpose of this garage. And um, we packed a hundred hats, sent them out to go in the post office, and then. I ordered 300. It was like, if I can sell 300, then maybe there's something here. Um, ordered 300, waited, you know, the turnaround time was like 30 days. So zero inventory, not running any ads or anything and ordered 300 and kind of announced like they're back, you know, they've been yeah. sold out forever. They're back. And those took um, like six days to sell out. Yeah. And, and then I noticed a little, a few more names that I hadn't seen before. Like, okay, there's a little bit of a flame. Let's get 300 more. And it was kind of this, like, this kind of snowball effect of we would sell out. People would be, like, pleasantly frustrated for them to come in again. Mm-hmm. And then I'd restock and they'd sell out, restock, sell out, to the point where it was just that black and white trucker hat for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we made our tan hat, which is just like this hat, but a tan version. I always kind of wanted to stay neutral, not be too gimmicky with colors and all these things. Um, and have a palette of hats that kind of can apply to any dad, yeah. um, without going overboard, like super bright and, um, diving into colorways that are hot in other brands, um, Kind of collections so it's like really keep thinking about the busy dad that doesn't want to take too much time to make decisions with skews and colors what mm-hmm. does he want what do i want what did yeah. ej and grant want would we buy this and that was kind of like our uh consumer study at the time was like would a dad buy this and now we've got more colors but they're still not too crazy and they're still wearable with pretty much anything um yeah, so it was very, very organic. And I know that word in, in direct-to-consumer and, and um, just in business in general gets thrown around a lot. 
Um, we're like, oh, we grew organically because of this and that. But I've been a part of so many companies where people say that, but they're really just running ads and, <laughs> <laughs> and have an organic caption maybe. But this is the most organic thing I've ever seen because it was it was mine. And, um, and I was shocked and I'm still shocked to this day where we're seeing orders come in and I, I don't know who that person is. And, um, yeah, on a daily basis, I'm like looking at Shopify, showing my wife, texting the guys like, what in the world is happening? Because <laughs> I've done this for so long and every single aspect of, of D2C and performance marketing and I still can't really like put a finger on it. And that's, that's the exciting part of it is like a lot of people ask me for like optimizations and the secret sauce and what's your tech stack and all these things. And I share it on Twitter all the time, but it's still very simple. I don't jump in on a weekly basis to optimize performance and all these things that I, I used to do for other companies. Um, I just share a really authentic message, make iPhone content, post it. And, and people just love the community that's built around it. It's just like finally something that's not a joke yeah. and something that's supportive for dads. And I think that's a big part of it. Cause I think I've heard you, you know, talk about it and, and keeping it simple, not trying to brand out on like doing a whole bunch of different things, even the colors, right. it's kind of like there's a, there's an intentional philosophy behind that, which I think makes it appealing. It's like, it's, I hesitate to say this because I think you guys are not overly serious guys, but it's like, it's almost like you're taking yourself seriously <laughs> to some degree. Like you said, it's like, we're not having all these funny corny jokes or whatever on the apparel. Right. You know, it's, um, which right. I think is cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you were in the text thread between Grant EJ and I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nonstop ridiculousness, you know, and, and it, it's, we take the business seriously from like a you know operational perspective and we 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 take the the growth seriously it's not something we take for granted we know it's a blessing and and um it's something that we we didn't see coming you know in, the, in this time of life right now when when having young kids and and trying to balance life is is very tough so we we feel very fortunate and blessed and we take that super seriously and we take the brand very seriously mm -hmm. to the point where like if somebody tweets at me like, hey, you should put a dad joke on the back of your hats, I will immediately respond and say, hey, we would, but that's like the complete opposite of what we stand for. And I want to educate around that. There's not that much project product education for us. It's like, it's a hat that says dad gang. If you're a dad, you probably want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but there is some brand education around like, hey, we're not going to move into that realm of another dad joke brand there there's enough of those i i feel like um and and they're great i i, I have funny dad stuff too and I, and I don't knock it but i would love to be a, a bit different in that sense yeah so tell me a little bit about um i know you your backstory um like you said you you you've worked in you worked in branding you worked in um some of these different areas so you you bring to the table you know a lot of uh, unique experience but yeah. a lot of your philosophical decisions about dad gang, you know, keeping it simple, all that stuff, taking it seriously. How is that motivated by, I know there's like a story where you were let go, you know, like right before I think one of your kids was born. 
Um, mm-hmm. t- tell me a little bit about that. Like, tell, speak to the to the backstory a little bit on some of your experience and how that's changed how you think about you know not only dad gang but just in general. Yeah, I, I think you know I've had regular jobs um, and, and and very good jobs, and was lucky to um, you know head up marketing departments at, at various companies, um, and a lot of the time like the last time I was let go and, and had to really like jump it. I tweeted about it, but I called it demon mode, just like figure out head down, figure out what, what you're going to do next. And maybe that's not the best name for it because demonic <laughs> stuff is not good, but you know, kind of like I'm zoned in, do not disrupt me right now. I'm going to figure this out. That's kind of like the mode I jumped into, but a lot of it was um, companies that raised money. Um, and a lot of VC backed ventures. Um, and when, and I know that right now that's, that's not the thing to do in my opinion. And if you look at D2C in general, um, I, I don't think VCs are, are giving out a ton of cash to potential. You see what hap- what's happening with like Allbirds and Bombas and some of the biggest D2C gods out there. Um, yeah. They're, they're having, you know, some, some public financial problems and, and they're out there. And what I experienced was a similar thing. Like um, I was at a company and I came in and doubled performance and doubled profitability. And then at some point, a VC or somebody on the board said, hey, we're pulling our position or we don't want to be involved anymore. And the next day, seven people had to get let go. And, and I was one of them. Um, and it's kind of like these surprise layoffs uh, when thing when things are going good. You know, sometimes if you're underperforming at a job, you'll get let know like, "Hey, uh, we we feel like you're not doing well enough, or we feel like you could improve in these places, and we're going to give you uh, like uh, two months to improve it or something." These were kind of sneaky, like, "Hey, you're doing great on Friday, Tuesday. Let's have a call. We got to let you go." <laughs> and so. Um, it for one made me realize that if you can operate without having to raise money, please do. Um, and working at Strideline, for instance, uh, good friends, uh, Jake and Riley are the co-founders. I was there for six years, uh, massive sock company. Now they, they go both D to C and make, um, promotional products for, uh, for companies like Samsung and T-Mobile and stuff. So they're massive and, they like really held true to that for a really long time where 10 years into the business, they had all these offers to take on cash and they never said yes to any of it. Um, because one, because you then are responsible for pleasing those investors. And then two, you have a new, uh, direct report and you're not able to kind of navigate in the way you want. If, if I want to make a video later today and post it on Instagram and uh, it's whatever content I want to put out, I don't have to go check with a bunch of people. Um, I don't have to get on a monthly board meeting and tell them profits and losses and, and all these things and strategies and the typical things a, a VC asks for. And so um, I, I think that was like one of the biggest things and especially in, in today's economy and, and kind of financial environment. I'd encourage uh, people to stay away from the 
shiny allure of raising money, um, especially because it's still talked about in, in a major way. But at the same time, I I feel like you're just adding more responsibility and more reports and more uh, kind of you're just adding a boss that you maybe didn't have. <laughs> and so uh, that's that's one lesson. And then, uh, like, I, I think a lot of DC world might not agree with me on this, but like over optimization of everything. Um, so we have a brand and a product that's that's good, a product that like our hats are really, really good. And I've worn a lot of hats. I think Milan brand is probably like the best hat on earth. Uh, and they're better than us. Like I'm happily to admit that, but and they're an 80, $70 hat. Right. Yeah. Um, but we make really good $35 hats that I think a dad is good with that price point. Cause if he goes to lids or anywhere else, they're 40 plus. And, um, so we make really good hats and we have a very simple brand. If you're a dad, you are already part of the dad gang. So why not kind of represent that with a, with a nice clean hat that you can wear daily. And I know that that clicks. I know that if we post a good photo, if we run a good ad, if we send a decent email and a text, that's going to work. And the companies I work for, especially when I was on the agency side of thing, it was like every day we're like over optimizing, tweaking things. And to the point where like you might've had something good that day and then you tweaked it and it's not going to be good anymore because you thought it could be better. So stop kind of sitting in your own thoughts of this could be better mm. um, because all you're doing is changing something way too often to give it life to, uh, to actually show its potential. If I run an ad and it's going well, um, I'm going to keep running it. But if I run an ad and it's not doing well after like a week or uh, I don't know, five to seven days at least, like I'm still going to give it a shot to perform at some point. Whereas I feel like performance marketers are so like, you know, what, what's the ROAS and, and, uh, and CAC and all these, all these figures that like we get bogged down by instead of looking at the simplicity of what you're doing. I sell a hat for dads and it's a good hat. Just convey that message over and over again. And you'll probably find success in that rather than just sitting in spreadsheets and metrics on a daily basis. I think you kind of, you, you feel like you're doing good, but you might be kind of shooting yourself in the foot in the long run. <laughs> yeah. And, and it seems like a lot of that stems from it. You, you almost are just giving the market what it wants as opposed to try to force something on the market. Like you, it goes to your organic growth, right? You're like, Hey, I have an idea. Let's just see. Yeah. And then it just, the market kept pulling, 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 but then you put these guardrails on to say, Hey, we're not going to expand for the sake of expansion. We're going to, we're just going to offer a quality yeah. product, you know? And I'm curious, yeah. I'm curious like how that has, um, tell me a little bit about like your personal journey with being an employee to go into starting your own thing. You always had in the back of your head, Oh, I want to start this thing. Well, now you have it. And yeah. you know, you, you're experiencing some of the pros and cons of that, but you talked about the pros of you don't have these like board meeting stuff and all of this stuff that you're beholden to a larger machine. Right. Walk me through a little bit more of that process of like, okay, now I, you recently went full-time on dad gang. So that was a pretty big, yeah. big jump. So tell me about like how that journey and now, and where you're at now and how you think about it. Yeah, it, it was a, 
very uh another you know blessed thing to be able to do I, I i don't take any of the stuff for granted and i and i don't really try and a lot of people boast about the you know f a nine to five i'll never have a boss again like i feel like that lane is available and great for so many people and that lane might be available for me again someday so i don't want to completely like talk down on it there's nothing wrong with working for somebody i think i think it's great um but for me as a kind of like this i i operate a very simple business with with ej and grant and we don't like i said we don't sit in the metrics we don't stress about things that don't deserve stress mm -hmm. um we hop on if hats are selling that's great um if they're not maybe we'll do something about it but maybe not because we're in this position in just one one calendar year and there's un like unnecessary stress does not belong in this brand at this yeah. point um and so there are days where like i don't even care that much as, as bad as it sounds yeah. to hop in and tweak a bunch of things and things are going well and then i'm kind of sitting around like what am i supposed to be sitting at this desk and working more yeah. or can i go can I go spend time with my kids? Can I go work on that project that I've been putting off for weeks as, as we do? Yeah. And, and um, so it was kind of this confusion point of like a, an a employer will always want you to kind of be on for you know eight hours, seven hours, whatever they're expecting of you. And when you jump into this new mode, uh, kind of deciding when to turn off and on uh, is probably still something I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Um, and so I'm trying to get a grip on that. Um, there's there's so much structure in an employment contract and all these things. Whereas if you're doing things on your own, uh, you you decide when you want to be on and off. So trying to find a balance in that. And then at the same time, when it comes to family, like I was having this talk with my wife last night. Even I was like, hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to be better on uh, like learning to stay off my phone when I'm interacting with with the kids um yeah. and I, I hate the term interacting it sounds like they're you know on a on a on a parent contract or something but when you're playing with your kids i think it's super important to put your phone away because all they do is like soak up what you do and even if they don't want to play with a phone at two years old if all they see is you with your head in your screen and that's what you do when you're playing with them. They might turn out to want to like only look at screens by the time, you know, they're three and four. So I really, really like have been disciplining myself to, you say, screw dad gang and, and anything else while I'm with my kids because this time is so important. And, you know, I, what is it, Jordan Peterson or one of those guys said, like, you only have little kids for four years, super famous quote that keeps going around. And so, as my daughter's too, I'm like, dang, she's going to be four in no time. And my son's nine months. So really trying to keep work away from family, even though we do celebrate what's, what's happened with dad gang all the time. Um, so finding that balance and then learning about the, the like uh, state LLC and S corp formations and all that stuff. Like that, that's a new chapter that I let mainly EJ he's, he's had, uh, like really high up operations jobs and so he handles all that stuff they we really just learn to stay in our lanes yeah. bj your ops and finance i'll just do the marketing and branding and grants 
handling, believe it or not, all of our customer service and a lot of sales opportunities and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, just, just learning like the ownership part of things has been interesting, but like I, like I mentioned earlier, we really do not uh, welcome any uninvited stress if it's uh, necessary. I sent a text that just like had a broken link the other day to maybe like 20,000 people <laughs> and, and any common job that I had before it, somebody might get fired. There'd be panic. Uh, people would feel bad all day. And this time I was like, well, whatever, hopefully they find the site. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. kind of my mantra of it. So yeah, a few things there. That's awesome. No, I think that's great. And you're, you're living out. It sounds like you're in, you're in congruence with like the brand that you have on the outside that people see with dad gang with being like simple, focused, all the stuff on priorities and you're doing the same thing at home or operationally yeah. inside the company, which is really cool. So, yeah, pretty much. So what's next for dad gang, Bart? Like what is, what does the future look like? I mean, obviously continue to make a good product, but tell me a little bit about what, what your thoughts are in the future. Yeah, we, the other thing about keeping things stress-free is like quickly assessing opportunities. Um, I think it was Grant's dad that said this, uh, the worst opportunity is a missed one. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was a, that was a really good quote. And, but at the same time, um, right when we started bubbling a little bit, everybody's like, make t-shirts, make this, make that. And I, I really, for one, I, I, I do hate working in sizes and multiple SKUs of one variant. So if I make one t-shirt, I know I have to uh, predict how many smalls to triple XLs we have to buy. Um, and I think eventually we will move into some sort of apparel. Um, but I, I think our customer and our supporters know us as a hat company. Um, so I want to keep that at the forefront. And so right now, like when you ask me what's next in the rest of the year, for the most part, it's like more hats. Um, our, our demand is, is still there. We still have hats that go up and sell out quickly. Um, even though we feel like we ordered enough. Mm -hmm. So, um, being a little better with, with projections, I, th I think is something we're trying to improve on and, um, and just making colorways and styles and designs that, that we feel like uh, your standard dad will want without needing any kind of affiliation to like a, a city or a team or a color. Um, but yeah, just, just making more hats and then leaning into our winners. So um, like this hat, the trucker hat, and then uh, you see up above there is our, uh, our horsepower hats, but those, those sell really well in this black, white, and gold one uh, is, is just our top seller. So just making sure we have those two, um, in, in stock at all times and making more content, um, and hopefully working with some cool partnerships eventually. Um, the other thing that D2C might freak out about is that we have no influencer strategy at all. Um, it's anything you've seen from like an NFL or NBA player, um, for the most part has been a purchase yeah. and, it's not like back in my old jobs, be like, all right, we need to send a hundred hats a month to influential people, get them to post. How many posted? How many sales did we get off of that? I think those are all just forced relationships at this point. Um, and we let our customers send us photos of baby announcements, gender reveals, uh, 
in the hospital. Like those are the craziest ones. That's the like, and that's that you... like most your content too, right? <laughs> like your Instagram is yeah. like just full of like cool photos <laughs> of like dads being dads most time for the first time. Right. I mean, that seems like that's a big cohort. Yeah. I, um, I, for the first time in the company's history of, you know, 14 months or whatever we're at, I ran a poll in our private uh, Facebook group, which I encourage any brand to do. That's so awesome to just have a private Facebook group where you actually get 100% engagement. Um, but I ran a poll. I was like, hey, I really want to see what kind of dads we have in here. Um, are you a new dad, zero to two? Are you uh, um, somewhat of a sophomore? Or are you like three to six and so on and so forth? Or are you like elite level grandpa? You yeah. know, you graduated to... <laughs> to a dad of a, of a dad. And, um, and a majority of those results were the, the new dad. Yeah. So, uh, zero to two. And I, we still just get chills and, um, EJ super emotional. So he might drop a tear every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> and he'll hate that. I said that, but he's so true about it. <laughs> um, but he, uh, we get these photos of dads with, their newborn kid you know during the delivery or like immediately after the delivery in a dad gang hat um and you know this like the moment you're going to the hospital or the if you're having a home birth the moment it's all happening um the last thing you're thinking is oh honey remember to, <laughs> to pack my hat or uh and so it's like it's crazy to me that dads remember those things that they remember to take those photos and then make us i it's not like, you know, we're a part of their birth plan, but make us a part of that moment. And that moment, that photo will live on forever in their, in their family's albums. And then their family's kind of generations like, Oh, this is a photo when you were born and you're showing them at 30 years old and dad's wearing a dagging hat like that. I, I don't know if there's more meaningful content than, than yeah. that. And we get, we get it on a on almost a daily basis now, which is so insane to me uh, that I do have to like take a break every once in a while and be like, "What are we doing? Yeah. Like, we're really in these hospital rooms and everything." That that part blows me away, and it's it's um, more impactful than any creator or influencer could do for us um, by paying them. I, yeah. I just, I, yeah, a lot more value in that. That's so cool, man. No, I appreciate you chat, yeah. sharing the story, Bart, and I'm I'm excited to be following along as as Dad Gang continues to grow, and um, it it's definitely something special, and I'm glad that it's when you see something like Dad Gang pop up that is run by a guy like you and EJ and Grant. You know, it's not some corporate like brand, you no. know, subset. It's like, yeah, these guys are actually legit, and honest. I mean, from my vantage point, it seems like that's a big part of the success because it's like, like you said, you're not you don't have this big influencer strategy. You're just showing mm, these no. pictures of the dads. You're like, this is what it is. This is, this is, we're, we're just unifying these dads that are excited about being a dad, which is really cool. Yeah. It's just us three. Um, if you, if you contact our customer service, you'll get Grant and, and he is just a real dad responding. So you're not going to get this. Hello. Thank you for contacting dad gang, yeah. you know, um, for one, you know, for this issue, press one. It is just Grant. Being, we'll get a message that's like, hey, I ordered yesterday. Where's my hat? And he'll respond and he's like, what do I look like, Jeff Bezos? I'm not going to get you your hat tomorrow. And so it's very authentic. It's just us three. The content you see is probably me. Like, I have no idea what we're going to post today. Mm -hmm. But 
by like five o'clock, I'll maybe figure it out and it's going to go up. And it, it's, there's no forced uh, stress or strategy here. It's just as real and authentic as it gets. And, and I mentioned it before, those words get thrown around, but I, we really operate in that sense. Don't have any employees. We have a warehouse that fulfills our orders mm-hmm. uh, because doing that in the garage at this point would be absolute insanity. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it really is us three and maybe we'll hire people someday, but it's just like, we, we understand we're fortunate in where we are and we don't force any of it. And we don't, uh, try not to like boast about the success. I do like sharing my, uh, wins from like a D to C you should try this standpoint, um, and kind of motivate to dumb down a lot of your strategy at times, because it can work to just go into simple mode. Um, but we're very, very fortunate. And I understand that, like, um, it's not easy to, to build a company these days. So yeah, every day we're like, this is awesome, but we understand that things, things can change. So it's kind of how we approach it. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being on Bart. I appreciate it. So where can people find you? Dadgang.co, right? Yeah. Dadgang.co or com. We have both domains now. Um, designedbydads.com. We've added that just kind of because it's on our hats. Um, then we're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the platforms that, that make sense. And t- Twitter, uh, I need to tweet less. I feel like it's just a little <laughs> OD lately. And uh, yeah, we're we're on all those platforms at dadgang.com and um, no stores. We're just D2C for yeah, the most part. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you get a run in this morning? I did not yet. I'm going this afternoon. So got to train for the right. dad, where, dad where run game. Located? So I'm in Grand Rapids, yeah. Michigan. So. Oh, yeah. nice. So you guys, your summers are not crazy hot or anything, yeah, they're are not, they? No, definitely not. So yeah. they're manageable. You know, I, I, I am connected with quite a few people that live down South, like Texas here. And it's like hundred degrees. Oh, that my would goodness. Be <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. It's been like hot mid nineties here, which is I'm in the Northwest, um, like, uh, 50 minutes South of Seattle. And it's been, uh, like in the nineties and everybody's inside afraid. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Bart. Yeah. Good talking to you.